This is Cruex by 2X, the podcast for learners. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cruex by 2X. I'm Eunice, and this show is for all of our student listeners out there. We know that studying and learning comes with a whole bunch of challenges and setbacks, but we're here to help break down some of the scary and stressful mental barriers that you might have. This series will showcase a wide range of individuals and their journeys to get to where they are now. For today's episode, we've invited a very impressive guest, Galicia. So Galicia, welcome to the podcast. Why don't you introduce yourself and share a fun fact with us? Yeah. Hello, everyone. My name is Galicia Gordon. Um, I am the founder of Leading Learners, and essentially us at Leading Learners were considered an all-in-one platform for student resources. Um, I did just graduate high school, so I will be going to post-secondary in, well, now like a few months. And I suppose a fun fact about me is that I'm trilingual, so I can speak English, French, and Spanish. Yeah. Oh, did you grow up trilingual? Uh, yeah, so it was like the Spanish came from my family, and then French was like French immersion all throughout grade 1 through 12. Wow, very impressive. <laughs> so we're just going to bring everything all the way back to the very beginning. Did you know what you wanted to be when you were a child or what dreams you had when you were younger? <laughs> I feel like, you know, some girls may grow up to think of, you know, what they want to do in the future being like similar to their mother. So that was me um, initially starting off. I was like, I really had my mind set on medicine because that's what my mom was in. And I really look up to her. Um, but then I realized, like, I feel like I'm just not really that great with that. And I think that specifically, I'm not that great with blood either. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> what was your academic experience like? You said that you just graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would say that I had a really great academic experience. Honestly, I can thank my high school for that. Um, I did find myself like making lots of changes throughout my schedule, like halfway through high school. So that was when I was, you know, kind of subbing out all of those sciences classes that I was that I was initially, you know, set to do. But um, in grade 11 and 12, like I was really setting my mind towards more business and like social sciences classes. And so I would say it's really been a journey from like knowing and really discovering my passion throughout high school. Mm. Was there something that happened that made you realize that you were more inclined towards social sciences as opposed to traditional sciences? Mm -hmm. So um, because I was doing like, you know, lots of extracurriculars, I was like tutoring languages to, I don't know, helping at summer programs. Um, I found myself like really liking, I guess, like the interpersonal like approach and like speaking with other people. I just found like I really loved people and like learning more about how we could like serve communities. And so I thought that social sciences was like tying in my interest for these extracurriculars. And then also just like, I guess my social ability. And that's when I just kind of tied them together. Mm. So you mentioned that you were involved with a lot of extracurriculars and on your LinkedIn profile, I had a brief look, but you were involved with hackathons and business competitions. How did you get involved with that? And how did you find these programs? Yeah, um, I really would not expect myself like even a year ago to say I would be speaking places like even this podcast, because I was really, really shy growing up. But um, something that helped a lot was just like, you know, kind of getting to know people that had like minded interests. And then through connections, slowly you get to, you know, sort of quote unquote, get yourself out there. And then I also was kind of doing a lot of outreach. Um, when I saw a great event, I would just ask, like, are you looking for any more judges, any mentors? And then, yeah, I just found that, you know, outreach and really having those great connections is what got 
great opportunities. Are there any business competitions or hackathons that you would really recommend for high school students to check out? Yeah, um, if I can, I guess, promote two that I really like. Well, um, for business competitions, I think that the ones like if you're going to post-secondary, you don't have to be in business. I think those are honestly a great start. Um, but also um, hackathons specifically, there's like a bunch of platforms you can go to. I know DevPost, uh, Hack Club, and what else? Major League Hacking. There's so many where you can just find some um, to you know explore your interests and actually see if you can really, I guess, I guess, expand on your skills. And yeah, I don't think there are any like hackathons in specific I would recommend, but those platforms are really great. Just check all of them out. <laughs> yeah, check them out. So you just graduated from high school. Congratulations, that's huge. Yeah. And you are starting post-secondary in September. Mm -hmm. What program are you studying? And again, how did you decide what school to look at and what program to pursue? Mm -hmm. I am, you know, going into post-secondary for more of a social sciences program, specifically political science and either uh, minoring in uh, social entrepreneurship or digital communications, maybe double minor. Um, but something that helped me to decide, you know, what program I actually wanted to go study at was actually just like listening to different students' experiences. And um, on LinkedIn, I know there's, it's an incredible platform because you can simply send a message to anyone in a school that you may be interested in and then ask them for their feedback or experiences. And well, believe it or not, I actually had my mind set on two schools in my province. And then I actually went to one like completely out of here. So it's like really just learned a lot just by students' experiences and seeing where I may be able to fit in as well. Wow, that must have taken quite a bit to build up the courage to reach out mm -hmm. to these strangers on LinkedIn. <laughs> Yeah. That's still very respectable. I really commend you for that. Um, so your schedule, it seems to be very packed, especially with mm -hmm. school, university applications, and now running leading learners. Are there any major academic stressors that you've encountered throughout high school? And how did you kind of deal with that on top of your other responsibilities? Yeah, I think that one large academic stressor was just that balance itself. Like, I was doing so many things like I was, you know, after school, um, like tutoring French and then also being in French immersion, having homework to do. And then, of course, taking care of my family. I think that the like that large stressor of balance was an issue because I didn't have a clear understanding of how much time I should be allocating to each thing. And so I think that throughout, you know, I, I would say throughout this year and last year, I've definitely seen that, you know, tracking time for yourself within all of your academics or extracurriculars, like just taking some time for yourself has really helped a lot, even if it's just like a single hour in a day that you can just say, this is my time for myself. What kind of stuff do you do during your relaxing time? <laughs> yeah, I, I love music. I can't lie. I may just like dance party in my room. Oh. Um, <laughs> and yeah, for sure, like calling friends and um, catching up people I haven't spoken to in a while. And especially, you know, going into post-secondary, there, there are some people you definitely want to stay in contact with. So um, I've definitely just been trying to spend as much time with my friends as I can. What does education mean to you? You said that you yourself have been tutoring kids different languages and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say that for me, I think education kind of means, you know, putting students, well, it, I would suppose students, in the best place to like learn within their own like situations and circumstances. 
So I think that education is really a powerful tool for anyone. You don't have to be actively in school, but even outside of school, I think that that continuous learning aspect is super important because education is basically picking up something and continually trying to improve upon it. Yeah, for sure. What do you do to push yourself outside of your comfort zone? <laughs> yeah, um, like I mentioned, my number one fear in life, like period, <laughs> was speaking. I think I was like so, so scared to even speak to five people, let alone like hundreds now. And so something I was really scared of was like just taking that leap. And like when someone had offered an opportunity or there was something at school or like a TED talk, um, I would just say like, okay, let's just submit an application. Let's just see how it goes. And, you know, pushing myself outside my comfort zone was just telling myself when it was like meeting new people that they're people just like you. And if you're taking that leap, like you never know what can happen really. Really just taking the plunge and just going for it is mm -hmm. the easiest and possibly the only way to get out of mm -hmm. your comfort zone. Yeah, for sure. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about Leading the Learners and how it started? Yeah, so uh, initially, um, like midway through high school, I had the idea of creating a language platform. And that was initially because like growing up from my diverse background, um, my parents had expended quite a lot of money for me to attend different tutoring services and really just like be able to learn. And so then, you know, it was like halfway through high school when I really thought of that idea. But then I had realized like after high school, I really wasn't sure. And many of my friends weren't really sure what they wanted to do like after their high school years. And so from that moment forward, I had taken my really close friend, which we were both really set for like three solid months, just the two of us on creating an all-in-one approach at free student resources. So yeah, that's how we started off. And after three months down the line, we said we want to really recruit a team and it's been amazing ever since. How big is your team now? Well now, like including everyone over a hundred people on like the global scale, but here in like our executive team still uh, 10 really strong uh, dedicated individuals. Wow, that's very impressive. <laughs> and you. this started a year ago? Yeah, initially um, there was three months before actually founding us. So I was spending those three months doing student surveys, just trying to get security in the idea. And then I had just founded us in January of 2020. That's so impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, can you tell us how students can access Leading Learners as a resource? Yeah, well, you can definitely just access us by doing a quick Google search. But I think, you know, as for how you can use us and leverage us in your academic years, I think that you can really find a whole combination of things from uh, resources, materials, tools, really anything to support you. And I think that you can just visit us online. It's the best way. Again, your schedule is fully packed and you have a pretty extensive team to work with. Mm -hmm. But that can also keep you very, very busy and possibly overload your work sometimes. How do you mm -hmm. stay motivated and on track with your work? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a really great question. I think for motivation, there are some things like personally, I think we all have some sort of motivation for why we continue. And that was, you know, my struggles growing up. Um, but then now my motivation is definitely student stories, like hearing feedback from parents, educators and students. And, you know, we have this thing that we call a support box where anyone can just like let us know any feedback they would like. And that's definitely a large motivator for us. And then uh, how I stay on track. Um, I know I'm an advocate for Notion, if anyone <laughs> understands me. I love that project management software to the absolute max. And I'm definitely really close to my calendar. Like 
I use this integrated calendar tool called Missive. They're based here in Quebec. And you can put, you know, all your calendars into one. It's really great. Wow. What do you think is the most important quality a student should have? Mm -hmm. I think adaptation is for sure, like the most important quality, because, you know, adapting to a new school or um, adapting to like a new subject you may be learning in school, I think it's really important to actively try to adapt to different circumstances. And, you know, there's obviously going to be different struggles you have to come across. But if you're saying in your, in your mind and really saying to yourself that despite all of these struggles and like these uh, bumps along the way, I'm going to try my best to adapt to a circumstance that's best supporting me. Is there a time you had to adapt, especially as the founder of Leading Learners? <laughs> yeah, uh, there was like at the very beginning, those three months of just doing surveys to get to know and have security in the idea. Um, that was definitely a moment I had to adapt because um, I didn't have the confidence to actively just walk up to people in like universities and like my school hallways. Um, but I had just like had that confidence and of course the security with my closest friend then to get up and just take that leap. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any advice for students who want to start their own startup? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a few things. And the largest one I always say is like not focusing too much on the numbers, but rather focusing on the potential impact you can make. So, you know, starting off, and this, is, this can seem kind of ridiculous to all the people who work on our team and everyone who knows about us. But initially starting off, my large, like largest overarching goal was let's reach 500 students. That would be incredible. Like that was my overarching goal because I thought, um, you know, there's about 300 students in my graduating class. Let's try to double that. Um, but then, of course, now we're like into the thousands. And so not focusing on the larger number and rather seeing how you can directly support your target audience is something I would recommend for sure. Are there any resources you would recommend for students who want to start their own startup or anyone who's looking to start their own business? Mm -hmm. uh, so one blog for sure I definitely love is Patriot. They're this accounting management software, but once every other day, I think they come up with a new blog post specific to business and like, you know, launching your idea out there. And then of course, some really great newsletters like The Hustle as a really great business newsletter. And then as for like a more, I guess, tangible resource that you can easily pick up for sure, surveys, outreach as well, like in any form, like emails or these surveys, like I mentioned. Mm. I think it's insanely impressive that you were able to build something out of nothing especially while you were in high school and not having mm -hmm. a bachelor's in business management or anything like that that's yeah. actually insane thank you so what are your current academic or career goals that you're working towards at the moment mm -hmm. i feel like i'm always kind of told that i'm the person who, keep, who keeps everything very quiet but I will, I will spill the beans <laughs> so for me something throughout this year my like goal has been saying to myself, I want to do at least one to two plus speaking engagements every week. And wow. so far I've been on track. So I've really been enjoying that. And speaking can range from like business competitions to any hackathons or really mentorship and like one-on-one -on -one co coffee chats has been something I've been doing. Wow. Do you know what you want to be post-grad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like if, if I could, and maybe if you never know, I would still continue with leading learners. Like, honestly, I think that when you, when you ask people, like, you know, what would they like to do in the future? I think that the response that comes to their mind is like what they should pursue. And for me, it's definitely still working at leading learners.
That's so cool. That's so sweet too, watching it grow from just an idea to now with reaching over thousands of students. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Final formal question. Mm -hmm. Is there someone or something that inspires you to keep doing what you do apart from your support box on your website? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, as for a singular person, I feel like I can't name one, um, but there are so many like amazing women in business and entrepreneurship that I definitely look up to. Um, some, I guess one notable one for sure, Melanie Perkins, CEO of Canva. Um, there's so many, like I can't even name them all, but there is this amazing startup named Flick that works with women and like launching their ideas. And I, I absolutely love them. I've gotten to work with them. And, um, you know, mentorship with other women is just like been that largest driver for me and seeing other women, like-minded women doing the same things for sure. What is your most favorite thing about running Leading Learners? (laughs) I think my favorite thing is just like the fact that my team can like let me know about anything at all. Like we are completely open policy and we have this thing that we do like a weekly question we just put up for everyone to just like we call it like brain splattering where they basically like release all their thoughts. And I just love the open policy we have where anyone can speak about any of their goals or like what they're looking forward to their weekend plans. I, I just love the open policy, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, is everyone in your team also around your age? Yeah, actually that's something I still want to continue on, which is having a completely student led team. So students in university and high school for sure is what we have right now and what I'm looking forward to keeping. <laughs> Wow. All right. And we're going to start to wrap things up with a fun question. If you could compare yourself to any animal, which one would it be and why? Oh, my goodness. Ah, I feel like, honestly, I would I have to, as a Leo, say a lion. Like, I can't um, lie. It, honestly, if I have something in my mind, I'll just say it. And I feel like lions are just like, you know, ready to take on the day. And that's honestly me, I think. Are you into horoscopes and astrology? Uh, I was a little bit, but like, <laughs> I've, I've kind of lost it, not gonna lie. I know it's been getting out there a lot, though. Yeah, it's definitely, it's a lot more intensive than I thought it would be. I thought it was just <laughs> your, like, birth sign, and that was it. But mm-hmm. now there's like a whole, like, rising sun. In- yes, confusing, yeah. confusing. Um, <laughs> do you have any book recommendations for our listeners? Mm-hmm. So uh, there is one. I recently got to work with this creative entrepreneur named Kelsey Chapman and she has a book called What They Taught Me. It's basically like honestly my vision for life which is like woman entrepreneurship and how to empower and support like like-minded individuals as well. So I really would support that and overall I, I absolutely love chapters in Indigo like school materials in general. I just love spending time in there like I can spend a good few hours Honestly. I totally agree. Except I might not be looking at the books. I'm probably looking at like throw pillows and candles. <laughs> That's so true. Oh, and their water bottle selection is oh huge. I don't know if you've seen it before, but yes. yeah. Well, <laughs> Galicia, thank you so much for your time. That was a really fun and insightful conversation that we just had. Do you have any final messages you'd like to leave for our listeners? Um, I would definitely just say like definitely keep up with us through Instagram. We have tons of student updates and things. So we just shortened our name leading learners to at lead learners on Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. And we'll be sure to tag that on our Instagram post. But anyways, we are going to wrap it up here again. Thank you so much for joining us today to all of our listeners. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at 2X education to learn more about 2X and to keep up with our updates. That's all for today. We'll catch you on the next episode of Crew X by 2X.